0: of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to welcome you back to the Promise of Our Father podcast. We want to thank God for all the blessings he's been bestowing upon the ministry. And we want to thank you for following us and uh, uh, giving us the feedback you have been. And we just thank you for being professional and just asking the questions that you should be asking. And we're giving the answers and we pray that we continue to be able to uh, uh, support where you're at and your growth in where God is calling you to be. And I pray that you continue to share these messages, and I ask that you continue to pray for us and all our spiritual leaders out throughout the country and throughout the world that we have all over, that we are sprinkling and we are spreading little by little. And my brothers and sisters, if you're not tuning in, it's a good time to start doing so right now. We just want to thank God and give God the glory for all that he has done and gone to do. Without further ado, we're going to get right into the scriptures. We came from out of 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19, and it reads, or do you not know? that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. We discussed in the last episode about the things that God says that we are because we became who God wants us to be. And it's a process that you have to go through to get to this point, my brothers and sisters. We realize that you can't please God in the flesh. We realize that you have not the Spirit of Christ, you are none of His. We realize that the temple of God comes through the baptism the father the son and the holy spirit so therefore there's a lot of things and a lot of entities that we're going to get into but we're going to get right back where we left off at so we was out of romans 8 uh verse 9 romans 8 verse 8 and romans 8 verse 9 and we already went through it just a minute ago we said that uh, you cannot please god in the flesh but you're not in the flesh huh but in the spirit of god you're in the spirit of christ and if the spirit of God dwells in you, being in the spirit of Christ, he says, if you have not this spirit, you're none of his. So let's get from that point to this point. So I went to John 3, 5 and 6 and show you that unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot see or enter into the kingdom of God. So the water and the spirit, I explained the last time that the water even baptized, was baptized by the spirit of God and had to be rebaptized and in, 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 in Noah. When the earth was flooded because of sin, the people drowning, God had to actually re-baptize the water. And like I said, the water is the living source that we need so that we can survive even in the desert. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, you have to realize that even in water, God's spirit, we call it oxygen, but it's God's spirit. We call it oxygen where the fish swims in the water and they we call it oxygen. See, we need oxygen to go underwater, but the fish have oxygen in the water because the oxygen that the fish is actually breathing is the spirit of God as water. So God is allowing for a fish to give us an illustration. All flesh is not the same flesh, huh? but there's a different type of flesh of men and a different type of flesh of fish and a different type of flesh of animals. But God says, I can take an animal or a mammal or a fish and put him in the water and give him oxygen from out of my water because where my my water is, that's where my spirit abides. And the earth was void and darkness on the face of the deep. But the spirit of the God, the spirit of God hovered over the water. So my brothers, God always been where a living source was. So my brothers, you cannot be born again unless you're born by the water and the spirit of God. So that which is born of the flesh cannot be born of God. But that which is born of the Spirit is born of God's Spirit. So God is letting me and you know that we got to make a decision on where we want to be at. Do we want to continue operating in the flesh? Huh? And call ourselves in the Spirit? Or do we want to operate in the Spirit and call ourselves the temple of God, where the Spirit of God dwells? Huh? So that which is born of the spirit is spirit and that which is born of the flesh. Although Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, asked Christ this questions in John chapter 3, it started out and Nicodemus came by night. Although Nicodemus asked this question, but the teaching was for Jesus as the Lamb of God, who had just been baptized by the spirit of Christ by John in the Jordan River. So in essence and in retrospect, Christ was teaching Jesus that he was no longer in the flesh and that he was now born and baptized in the water and the spirit of God. And now he is the temple of God and the temple of God dwells in him and it has manifested itself. So if Jesus, as the Lamb of God, had to be baptized into the temple of Christ that came from God, we too, let me say that again, we too have to go through the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God to be engrafted into the body of the Lamb of God who is Jesus as the Holy Spirit huh to become the temple of God and for the Spirit of God to dwell in us now we clearly see the Lamb of God is actually the temple ah glory come on but the Lamb of God was given the name the Holy Spirit huh the Holy Spirit was given the name Jesus. If Jesus, as a Lamb of God, had to go through the process of being born of the water and the Spirit, so do us, or so do we. If, in fact, we are going to be born of the water and of the Spirit of God, come on, because that which is born of flesh, Is flesh, and too many of the saints of God are operating from out of the flesh and calling themselves the Spirit of God. Let no one deceive you, and be not deceived by yourself, because evil communication... Corrupts good manners. Evil communication. Corrupts good habits. Evil communication. We all have to die. Evil communication. Tomorrow is not problem. That's evil communication. In the presence of God, my brothers and sisters, so at least do me a favor as your Christian friend or your church friend or whatever you want to call me right about now because I probably got a few enemies out there. But however you see me, I'm fine with that. But brothers, And at least life and death is in the power of the tongue. At least take that portion of your ministry out. huh? Stop repeating what you heard and stop hurting what you're repeating. (laughs) They say, boy, you got all kind of sense. You're going to mess everybody up. So let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. We repeat a lot of stuff we heard. And that which we heard, we do a lot of repeating without doing a lot of researching of what we heard and repeat. So my brothers and sisters, I want you to realize because that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. If God gave us his Holy Spirit, we see in John 3.16 as his only begotten son who is Jesus as the Lamb of God for us to become the temple of God and the Lamb of God had to be baptized by the water and the spirit. Let's find out what must we do. To receive the Holy Spirit, who is Jesus, as the Lamb of God, to be a part of the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwelling in us. Because just because you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved by the Lord Jesus doesn't make you saved by the Lord Christ, the Lord God. So, huh? The Scripture says you have not so learned Christ. The Scriptures never say that you have not learned Jesus. See? See? He was talking to Christian folks. Christian folks know Jesus. Hmm? But Christ folks, Christ folks know God and Christ. Who gave him, who gave Christ Jesus, who gave Jesus Christ, who gave God the spirit of him and the promise of our father, the lamb of God, who gave that to you and gave that to me. See, you have to understand these processes, My brothers, I pray that this ministry change your life forever. So now <clears throat> to be part of the temple of God and the spirit of God dwelling in us, we have to find out. What do we receive when we receive Jesus as the Holy Spirit, the Son of Mary, the Son of Man, as the Lamb of God? Before we go to Romans six, let's see what Christ taught on about being baptized, because it is vitally important to understand His teaching in and Christ huh? His teaching. You hear what I'm saying? It is important that we understand his teaching in in, in Matthew 28, verse 18 and 19, and 20. So Matthew 28, verse 18 says, And Christ came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So whatever we baptize in, God says through his Son Christ, he says, I will be with you always if you give them the correct teaching." Even to the end of age, Amen. Christ's teaching is stifling. Or oh, This is a breathtaking teaching because the modern churches today teaches us about what Peter was saying about being baptized in Acts 2, 2.38. And it reads, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remissions of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Man, this is heavy. This verse of scriptures has caused more conflict in the church along with teaching people that they can live forever and not die in this body than any other verse of scriptures in the Bible. Why? Because church, huh? Because the church of Christ and the church of God and the Pentecost, Pentecost church teaching for being baptized is derived from the verse of scriptures, which is no nothing in, from this verse of scriptures in in, 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 in in Second Acts, chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And it's nothing wrong with this teaching and that teaching, as long as the people of God Huh? Understand why Peter uses the name of Jesus Christ for us to be baptized in. Because you do not have to repent. Huh? Because you, excuse me, let me say this correctly. I'm I'm, I'm beyond myself. It's because you do have to repent and you do have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. But what they don't comprehend and understand is that being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ doesn't give you the the gift of the Holy Spirit. But that Jesus and Christ need the gift themselves before you can get the gift of the Holy Spirit. So when Peter says, Huh? And when Peter says, and and, and, and let me read it, he says, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So let me see if I can break that down. Peter uses the name of the Holy the, the name of Jesus Christ for us to be baptized in because you do you do have to repent, I'm repeating what I just said, you do have to repent, huh? And you do have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. But what they don't comprehend and what we don't comprehend and understand is that being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ doesn't give you the gift of the Holy Spirit but that Christ and that Jesus needed them themselves to be complete in the promise of our father because the promise of our father is a part of being baptized in Jesus and the the promise of our father is a part of being baptized in Christ But the process started when Christ came to baptize Jesus. Uh Uh-oh. So when he says baptize in the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of the Holy Spirit, it was for a purpose. So Matthew 28, 8 through 20 is so important for Christians and believers and spiritual church leaders to understand and comprehend the reason why Christ's teaching supersedes the teaching of Peter in Acts 2.38. But however, Peter's teaching in Acts 2.38 is not incorrect. The teaching of Peter in Acts 2.38 is not explained. It does not explain correctly in details. And so that's why the Church of Christ and and all the Pentecostal church, they argue with you all day about being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Like you don't know what that means. But what they don't know what it means, it doesn't give you the fullness of the Godhead. Because Christ said, I need you to be baptized in me and my brother, Jesus, and in the Lamb. And I need you to be baptized in my Father. High glory. I need you to be baptized in me. And my, like Christ was saying, I need you to be baptized, my brothers and sisters, in me, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the, see, you got to have all of them. But being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ doesn't complete the process. I hate to say this, but this is correct teaching. So let's see why this make this correct teaching. Because spiritual church leaders are going to have to understand the reason why Christ's supersede, teaching supersedes the teaching of Peter in Acts 2.38. And Acts 2.38 is not incorrect, but the teaching is not explained correctly. Hmm? And the spiritual church leaders have taught it incorrectly, and has brought confusion among Christians and believers. And God is not the author of confusion. But on the other hand, the Catholic, the Roman Catholics, the Southern Baptists, and the Presbyterians, during their baptism ceremony, they baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, but has no clue in how the process works in order for them to become the temple of God and the spirit of God to dwell in them. They think just by reading from out of the scriptures and to the hearing of the people while they're doing the ceremony, the process is complete. Come on. You have to understand the process that you're completing when you're going through it. And if you can't explain the process of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you as a Presbyterian, you as a Protestant, you as the Pentecost, you as the Catholic Church, you as the Baptist, and the Church of God, and the, uh, the Church of Christ, y'all gonna we're all here all day. I ain't. But I know what I know. That if Christ is the completion... Of the fullness of the Godhead, even Christ had to go and be completed through God, baptizing him to come back as the promise of our Father. Y'all got to be kidding me. Hmm? That's why he had to ascend back to the Father. In, K, in Acts, Acts 1.8, he says that, and I will send the power of the Holy Spirit. Have glory. And you shall receive the power of the Holy Spirit. So if he was the Holy Spirit, he had to go actually be baptized to bring back the power. Oh, my brothers, I pray that we are getting this here. And as long as neither of these religion, denomination, affiliation group doesn't understand and comprehend the purpose Christ taught us in Matthew 28, 18, huh, to go baptized in the name of the Father and the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Spirit, the church and the spiritual church leaders, Christians and believers, will never come into the knowledge of God and the knowledge of Christ. We will never be the temple of God, and the Spirit of God will never dwell in us as the fullness of the Godhead, and you will never be complete in God through the Spirit of Christ. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, let's go there. Get your sword, let's go there. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. See? It says Christ Jesus. It says Christ Jesus because Jesus had to to do what? Also walk in Christ Hmm? to be a part of the Lord who is God. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. Verse 7 says, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 7 says, Rooted and built up in Christ and established in the faith as you've been taught, Abounding in with thanksgiving, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the people or of the world and not according to Christ. My brothers and sisters, look what it says. Let no one be aware that you don't be cheated through philosophy. And all these different denominations uh, uh, affiliations, uh, my brothers, religions, the religion groups, man, they got all these things, these entities into what they're teaching, and they, all of them say they're of God, but none of them believe in eternal life because eternal life is when you die. Y'all got to get to this message because I got some stuff on it. I don't want to get into that portion just yet, but that's about as backwards as I can understand something. If eternal means forever uh, and forever means not the uh, 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 Past and always, how can you die and receive what you say is eternal? You ask yourself that. You've been to school, you got education. My three year old da- granddaughter can realize that. Hmm? Man, y'all gotta be kidding me. Colossians 2 6, 2 7, and 2 8. And Beware well, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy. We establish and we are taught by and built up by Christ. This can be a big problem because most people are not built up by Christ. They are built up by the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of people. So people listen to more about what people who go to church than people listen to more about what Christ said about the church that people go to. Verse 9. For in Christ dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Come on. So now, when Peter says in Acts 2.38, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that's not the completion of the fullness of the Godhead. The completion of the fullness of the Godhead is when Christ is in God as the promise. Hey. In the body of Jesus as the lamb because now you got the lamb as the body, as the son who is the Holy spirit. You got the body of Christ as the body in the lamb as Christ, who is the son of God. And now you got God as the body of the fullness of the Godhead in the body of Christ and Jesus that he created on the sixth day in his own image, in his own likeness, according to his own self as God out of the earth. The celestial, out of the heavens, out of the terrestrials, out of the earth, out of the celestials, out of the heaven, God created the Holy Spirit in his image. He created Christ in his image from out of the celestial and made of man. And put himself as a man and made a male and a female in his image out of his spirit. And put in the body and glory of the man that was made from the life and the heavens. And he put the two into one and he made the three. And the three become the one, the father, the son, and the holy spirit. So my brothers and sisters, for Christ dwell all the fullness. Hey, wait. For in Christ dwells all the fullness of the God here, bodily. And you are complete in Christ. So just because Peter says you be baptized in the name of Father, be baptized in, in, uh, Christ Jesus, you're not complete unless you understand what makes Christ complete in you. I'm going to get out of that because i don't have no more friends. Boy, I'm going to be in this teaching by myself. <laughs> Thank you, Father. We'll never be by ourselves. We've we'll got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they where two or more gathered. the Father always be in the midst. Thank you, Father. In verse 11, he says, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. In Christ, you were also circum- oh, circumcised with the circumcision made without hand by putting off the body of sin of the flesh. By the circumcision of Christ, we finna get into it, it a little bit y'all now. According to these verses of the scriptures, you ha- you are the you are now, huh? You are now, therefore. Let me say that again. According to these scriptures, the verse of scriptures here, we find in Colossians 2, 6, 12. See the Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 verse through 12. Huh? I am therefore now, and you are therefore now complete in Christ. Because Christ dwells all. Because Christ dwells in all. Because Christ dwells in all, the fullness of all the Godhead of all, of God bodily. So everything that's in God through Christ is a body. Even God's body as the lamb is a body. Even Jesus' body as the son of man is a body. Even God as God is a body. Because God made a man in Genesis 1:27 in his own image. And in the image of God, he made a male in the field. So even God made a man in his own image. And he made a man out of his son, the Holy Spirit. And he made a man out of Christ, the celestial. And he took them three bodies and he made it the fullness. Of the Godhead bodily. So when Jesus was baptized and the spirit of the holiness came down upon him from out of heaven, it was God in the body that he created on the sixth day, huh? That he waited 42 generations to come down in. So, my brother, bodily. You gotta watch out for this word bodily. And this is the purpose of us. Having the baptism in the name of the Father. This is the purpose of us. uh, Having the baptism in the name of the Son. This is the purpose of us. uh, Having the baptism in the name of the Holy Spirit. This is the purpose of us uh, being the temple of God. Because we are God's. Because each one of these three that is part of the Trinity of God has a body of their own. So in Acts 2.38, when Peter says, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins, this baptism only put us in a place of God, but this baptism doesn't complete us in God. But it do allow for you, and it do allow for me, and it do allow for us to have our sins remission. And being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ also position you and I to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He wouldn't have said. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit When you baptize it That's the only way And the gift of the Holy Spirit Is eternal life And the gift of the Holy Spirit Is God And the gift of God Is the Spirit of God As a gift that he said And you shall receive So the promise of our Father is the gift The Lamb needed the gift The Christ needed the gift Jesus needed the gift Because the gift is God in the fullness yeah, glory of the god here now the gift of the holy spirit can only be given by the spirit of god through the spirit of christ but first we have to start with the baptism of jesus death uh-oh come on now we're going somewhere let's finish reading in Colossians two twelve because something miraculous has happened to has happened in order for you and I to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit of God and what miraculous thing needed to take place or needed to happen through us as Christian and believers and spiritual church leaders is that we needed to know that we have been circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and have put all the body of sin in our flesh because you can't please God in the flesh through his process through this process of the circumcision of Christ we have received a body that is made without hands through the circumcision of something we can't Comprehend. So if you can't comprehend what you can't see, you can't understand what you never saw. So God's saying, I'm giving you something that the enemy cannot know because if the enemy know, he'll keep you from it. But if the enemy keep you from it, you could never receive the gift. So the gift of God is eternal life. And you reject it when you say tomorrow is not promised. You reject it when you say that we all have to die. You You reject God when you say, huh, that we will not be here forever, huh? Because I want you to know God is a forever God. He's God all by himself, my brothers and sisters. So you got to do what God called you to do so you can be what God wants you to be. And we are our glory according to 1 Corinthians 3.16, the temple of God. And the temple of God, then the spirit of God dwells in you, and dwells in me. But the Spirit of God says in the Scriptures in Romans 8, he says "But if you are in the flesh, you cannot please God, and you are none of his. So those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit of Christ. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, here it comes. the part I've been waiting to show you in the verses of scriptures. Look what it says in Romans 8. And now, in the bleak clause, now if anyone, I told you earlier, this is start of five. Now if anyone, including you, including me, let me say that again. Now, if anyone, including males or females, let me say it again, now, including if now if anyone as a Christian or believer, let me say that again. Now, if anyone as a bishop, apostle, prophet, pastor, preacher, teacher, a spiritual church leader, now if anyone out there preaching and teaching the Word of God does not have the Spirit of Christ. He or she or him or her is not his and is not of Christ. That justifies this verse of scriptures. You cannot walk in the flesh and say you have the Spirit of God and Christ dwelling in you. I don't care how, huh? I don't care how you may think oh, holy you might think you are. I don't care how holy you might think you are or who you your, who you make yourself out to be. It's just not happening, my brothers and sisters, spiritual church leaders, pastors and bishops. I'm just giving it to you real. I had one of my buddies out there. He used to always tell me, hey, champ, keep it real. <laughs> he said, keep it real. His favorite saying, my buddy from down in Louisiana, and I love you, brother. God bless you, sir. My brother, let me tell you, sir, keeping it real with these scriptures is powerful. It doesn't matter how great of a zeal you have of God. And I think church has confused what they call a zeal with the knowledge because you know scriptures and you can explain scriptures for yourself, for why you believe in what you, uh, you think you understand, it's only a zeal that you have for God that you think you know. So the zeal of God, because it is not according to the knowledge of God. You just been walking around feeling all holy and spiritual and have the Holy Ghost all in your nails, in your fingernails, and catching all those goosebumps, saying you felt the Spirit of God, but don't have the Spirit of Christ in you. My brothers and sisters, I say this to your shame: you are none of his, and you are none of Christ. Why? Because you have not been circumcised with the circumcision made without hand by the circumcision of the Spirit of Christ and the reason for this happening to so many believers and church folks and spiritual leaders and pastors and bishops and preachers because they haven't fully understand the death, the burial, and the resurrection process of Jesus Christ. Huh? And how we know that is because in Colossians 2.12 says we were buried with him in baptism. In which you and I was also raised with him through faith in the working of God. So God worked through the baptism. We go through the baptism for God to work. So the work of baptism is not you being dipped in the water. The work of the baptism is God is in the water you're being dipped in. This is why when Christ was teaching in Matthew 28, verse 18, and Christ came and spoke to them and says that after all power and authority has been given to me in earth and in heaven. He says, I want you to go make me some disciples, go to Jerusalem, go to Morgan City, go to Patterson, go to Texas, huh? go to all these different places, California, go to New York, go to Europe, go to Africa, go to Brazil, go to Canada. So go to Alaska, huh? go to Arizona, Mississippi, Alabama, stop right here and go to Georgia. He says, go there and make disciples, my brothers and sisters. Huh? Come on. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Now, this next verse of scriptures is where the power of God is manifested in his teaching. Uh, This session of teaching is powerful because God is explaining. He says, you must remember Christ was in the earth teaching things pertaining to the promise of our father and pertaining to the kingdom of God. This teaching came on his last day in the earth, uh, being raised from the dead uh, for 40 days, being ascended back to to the father. In Matthew 28, 20, the next verse of scripture says, go teach them to observe. Huh? So how many times you've been taught to observe the baptism? the baptism of the circumcision of the body that is made without hands. See, that's the baptism. In John chapter 4 it says that in Christ and Christ baptized more than his disciples but Christ's disciples baptized but not Christ. But Christ didn't have to baptize with water because he was the spirit of the water of God that he didn't need to go under the water any longer. He already went once, hey, glory through his son Jesus. So now you are being baptized, and that's why Christ in John chapter 4 tells you that Christ baptized more than his disciples, brothers, and so, this stuff is heavy. Line upon line, precept upon precept. He baptized more because his his baptism came without hands. Hey, glory. My God, y'all got to get this, brothers. I'm, 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 I'm rolling. I'm telling you, I'm feeling all right now. This teacher came on the last day when Christ was raised from the dead. He had been in the earth for 40 days before he ascended up to the front. And the next verse, he said, go teach them to observe all things I have commanded you. The of Christ commanded them to go teach the baptism, because Christ was commanded to teach eternal life that it, that consists of the baptism of himself. Because he had to go when he left them on the ascension, on the 40th day, as the earth would know the water on the 40th day. When you read, hey, glory, in, 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 in Luke chapter 4, when he was in the wilderness for 40 days, and the Bible says, and the scripture says, and he went in the fullness of the Godhead. He went in the fullness and the power of God for the rest of his ministry. See, Christ Christ gave Jesus Christ gave Jesus something in them 40 days so Christ taught in them 40 days hey and when Christ left he came back in the fullness of his teaching of the 40 days after being baptized by the father huh? The father of glory, so the father of glory sent him back baptized in the name of the father. The father being baptized in the name of the son as Christ and being baptized in the name of the Holy Spirit, which is the lamb of God. We're going to find out. So God sent his body back as a lamb, but it looked like Jesus, but it was God, but it spoke like Christ. So my brothers and sisters, if any man or any woman be in Christ, they are the temple of God. Come on. He said, go teach them to observe. Go teach them, my brothers and sisters, to observe, to do. From out of his teaching, he commanded his disciples to go make disciples. How? By baptizing them and teaching them the process of the baptism in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. During this, during this teaching, uh, Christ also taught his disciples in Mark ten thirty one. The last will be first, and the first will be last. So we have to understand during the baptism process of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit starts with Jesus because he was the last as the Lamb, who is the Holy Spirit. So we have to be baptized first in Jesus. That's where the church is stuck at. They're stuck at the cross with Jesus. Jesus even had to leave the cross to get unstuck from where he was out of Mary. So now, huh? he says, as the Lamb of God, who is the Holy Spirit, this is who you have to be baptized in first. We can never become the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in us if we are not baptized according to that pattern that Christ taught his disciples in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Romans 6, 1 gives us an account what we should do about sin in our flesh. But before we get down, remember in Colossians 2:11, in Christ, you and I were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of sins of the flesh. So the baptism of Jesus take away the sin, but the body of Christ, huh? take away the body of Adam. And now the process of the circumcision of Christ can begin because now the body and the temple is clean. Thank glory. Remember that. Romans 6 1 through 4. What shall we say then? Verse 1 in Romans chapter 6 Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we do? How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Most Christians and believers have not died to sin. There is a sin that leads to death. And I ask you not to pray for that. See, people are praying we all have to die. That's the sin they're praying for. Tomorrow's not promised. Huh? We're we, we we not going we to be here forever. See, they pray for that. That's their immediate conversation. Huh? So 1 John chapter 5 says, uh, people pray and tell God, tomorrow is not promised. People say and tell God we all have to die. Huh? Why God don't want to hear no conversation like that? Especially after we look in Ezekiel, uh, uh, Ezekiel 18 verse 31 and 32. He said, repent, like Peter said. And turn away from your sins, your transgressions. And he says, get yourself a new heart. Get yourself a new mind. The 18 inches from your heart and mind is where I want to reside at. Get yourself a new spirit is where I want to reside at. And the spirit that dwells in you as the temple, get yourself a new heart. He said, repent and return from your transgressions. Why will ye die, O house of Israel? I have no pleasure in the death of the one who dies, says God. Turn and live forever. Live eternally. So now, my brothers and sisters, if we're going to continue to allow people to teach us this, we're going to always be in trouble. Or do you not know? Romans 6, verse 3. Ah, glory. There we go again. Do you not know? This is part three. Do you not know? Huh? Come on. This is the title of the Semantic presentation. Do you not know? Now we find it here in Romans chapter 3. Huh? Romans chapter 4, verse 3. Do you not know? Huh? That as many of us were baptized in Christ Jesus. See? Christ and Jesus. See, Christ and you have to be baptized in Christ and Jesus were baptized into his death. So now we're gonna take you into a place where you if you don't comprehend and you walk in the spirit and you walk in the flesh, you will not comprehend what God is speaking to you in the spirit. So watch this hymn. Hey, therefore, we were buried with him through the baptism into his death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we. eh? Yeah, that's going to be the name of the next time. Even so, we also shall walk in the newness of life. Hey, glory. My brothers and sisters, this is Pastor D. Washington. Hey, in the newness of life. Even so, we is what we're going to talk about in this next message. I'm trying to put these things together so we can get something from out of them. My brothers and sisters, I got, I feel all right. Y'all better watch out, y'all now. I'm feeling all right. Hey, even so, we... Walk in the newness of life. We're going to deal with the newness of life in the next episode. My brothers, this is Pastor D. Washington. coming to live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to thank you. We're having so much fun. May God continue to bless you and your family forever. If you want to reach us, you can reach us with any comment, concerns, or any comment, concerns or whatever you might want to speak to us about. At 678 764 Huh? 1614. 678 764 1614. Any comments, concerns, or, or feedback you want to give us? P-A-S-T-O-R-D-W yahoo.com. P-A-S-T-O-R-D-W yahoo.com. You can reach us also, book online The Promise of Our Father. And who is believing our report? Just put Pastor D and Now you go to Barnes and Noble, books a million, and even on Amazon. You want to look us up, our brothers and sisters. Come, 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 check us out. These messages are powerful, brother. I got some more to go. I'm gonna continue because I, I don't want to. I don't want to be too long. So I'm at the part. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna start right here, I'm gonna start right here. We baptize into His death. Hey, my brothers and sisters, Jesus, that's powerful but we can ask you to continue to pray for us and we'll continue to pray for you and may God bless you and your family forever. Amen. Amen.